Hey hustlers, welcome back to episode number seven on the Girl Hustle Project. Hey, hey, I am so excited to be here. I really want this space to be an escape for you during this time that we're in. And today I felt strongly I needed to be transparent about how I'm actually doing during this time of crisis, how the stress has affected me in ways I didn't think it would, and what I've done to keep myself calm and as level-headed as possible. I am a big believer that everything happens for a reason. I think that I was born a realist slash optimist where I can look at something and see the facts, but I also try to find the positive spin on it. And that's what I want to do today. I want to help you see the rainbow in the storm. Prior to all of this happening, I was caught up in my own world. I was hustling for my business. I was super zoned in on my fitness goals. I was consulting with other people's online businesses. And I was just hyper-focused on growing, building, working, learning. And I was rarely stopping to even take a breath. I was grinding and trying to just take advantage of every waking moment that I had. I was getting up at 5.45, 6 every morning, beginning my day, and then working through till 7 or 8 at night. I was barely returning my friends' texts. I was rarely calling my family. The thought of traveling was more of a nuisance than a vacation. I was in hustle mode turned way up. I was losing perspective on the important things in life. And one day, I got woke. And when I say I got woke, I got woke. I was brought down to earth so fast and back to reality by just a very simple text message. And this has nothing to do with COVID-19. Over Thanksgiving of 2019 last year, about five months ago, I received a message from my sister with a news article about a private plane crash with people from my hometown that were on it. And she asked me if I knew any of the passengers, and I did. It was the little brother of one of my friends that I had known since junior high, and she is still one of my friends to this day. He was in his mid-20s, and he left behind his expecting wife and two kids. And my heart was shattered as soon as I read the names that were on that plane. I knew that right in this moment, I had a friend receiving news her brother was gone. Not only did he lose his life or my friend lost her brother, but he was on a private plane with all of his men-in-laws, meaning his wife. She lost her husband, her dad, her brothers, her uncles, and her nephews all in an instant. After hearing this news five months ago, everything in my world came into focus and I became instantly aware about my own life. What was I doing? I was hustling day in and day out for what? Yes, to make impact and to help my clients. I absolutely love what I do, but I got into this hustle world to be in charge of my own life. And what is a life if it's not meant to be enjoyed or spent with the ones that we love? I realized in that moment how small my problems were and how fast life can be taken. And if I died tomorrow, could I say I lived a fulfilled life? No. I don't think so. Not at all. At least not back then. Because if I passed away, 
I don't want to be remembered to my siblings as the sister they could never get a hold of, or the girlfriend who was always too busy doing computer work to go out, or the friend who rarely texted back. The ungodly amount of hours of work I had put into the last year in my business meant literally nothing to me in that moment, because I realized my business shouldn't be my life. It should be what I do, but it shouldn't be me. So the rest of 2019, I did a lot of self-reflecting about how I wanted to make my life different. I spent the majority of 2019 in this survival hustle mode where I wasn't really allowing myself to be happy. And after this incident, I decided that one of my biggest goals for 2020 was to slow down more self-care and enjoy life because time is the most valuable currency to me. And I was now ready to spend it on things that made me happy. Of course, I was still hustling. Of course, like work doesn't stop. But I wanted to be able to take the time to stop and smell the roses once in a while. My goal was to stress less and take life a little less seriously. So I did. I started setting boundaries so I could give myself more time to spend. My phone, I was putting it away after 7 or 8 p.m. and I wouldn't look at it again until morning or if I went to the store or on a walk with Athena, I didn't take my phone with me. And I wanted to spend more time in the moment of what I was doing. I stopped putting so much pressure on myself to finish projects in a day and I started delegating my work out so when Eric said, hey, let's go do this, I could send a quick message to my assistant and be like, hey, I'm headed out, you're in charge. And this instantly started to improve things and I was starting to give myself room to breathe and be proud of what I was accomplishing versus being stuck in a never enough mindset. And I believe as tragic as that plane crash was, it woke the entire hometown I was from. And it was a whisper saying, hey, don't forget what truly life is about. And I was set on living life. I was feeling good about the new boundaries and habits I was putting in place in my life. And I was excited to go on trips and I was excited to leave home and explore and do things. I was calling my parents more often. I was taking more opportunities to go out of town and visit friends. I was looking into the future, honestly psyched to travel and see where this year was going to take us. But if I can be honest, even though I was woke and had made some changes, I was still very hyper-focused on growing and building and improving, just like we all are in our own lives. We all want to be better and continue to be our best selves. And then Kobe Bryant and his daughter passed away. And it was another instant reminder of, hey, it doesn't matter if you're the most talented in the world or the most adored or the most successful. In an instant, your life can be swept away. So what are you going to do now? And this whole mindset completely woke me even more. I thought I was woke before, but this really started to make an impact in my life because I then had this mindset of, I just want to make a difference. If I leave this earth, all I want to be remembered for is that I helped and inspired others to live their best lives. And my energy toward my business and my family and my friends, it all shifted. And then COVID-19 came. And in ways I know, I had been prepared for this without knowing I had even been preparing. 
back in January, I had been inspired to write a bunch of at-home workout programs. Not really sure why, but I just knew I needed to. I had no idea that they would be so needed at a time right now. And I know that I've talked about pivoting my business a lot this past month in previous episodes, but I have learned and I have grown in ways I was not expecting to this year. And if this epidemic continues, I know that there's a lot more to learn down the road. And I'll be honest, pre-COVID-19, I thought I was in a humble place in my life. I was daily writing down everything I was grateful for. I was feeling so stressed, but also I was remembering how blessed I was. And what's going on right now, not only has it brought my perspective in even more clearly about what I want in my life, it has literally brought me to my knees. I think it has brought us all to our knees. In fact, I have found myself on my knees more this past month than I have in the past 10 years, asking for guidance, for peace, and for help. I know that we are all sitting in different places in our lives, in different parts of the world, and our situations are all very different. But before, I thought my problems were really big. But now they seem very, very small. And the stresses that I thought were stresses, they're no longer stresses. And in many ways, this event that is happening, as tragic as it is, it's teaching us all so much about ourselves and as humanity. I no longer hesitate to text my friends or someone I haven't talked to in years. I text them. Or I call my dad for no reason at all except to talk. I have actually spoken to my brother more this past month than I have in the past year, and I FaceTime my sister almost every other day. I've said on previous episodes, we have truly been given the gift of time. But as this has continued, I'm seeing it even more clearly, and it's more than just time that we have been given. For the first time, and possibly the last time in our lives, as humans, We are all in the same boat. It doesn't matter if you're rich or if you are poor, if you are a celebrity or a construction worker. It doesn't matter if you drive a Tesla or an old beater. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have the best body. None of us are immune or getting special treatment to what's going on in the world. In this moment, we are all equals. I want to read an excerpt that was sent to me in a family group text because, yes, we do that now. (laughs) And it was so powerful and so impactful that I knew I needed to share it here. I don't know who the author is, but I'm just going to go ahead and read this to you. I don't know if you agree, but something invisible came and put everything in its place. Suddenly, the gasoline went down, pollution went down, people started to have more time. So much time that they don't know what to do with it. Parents are spending time with their kids as a family. Work is no longer a priority or traveling or social life either. Suddenly, we silently see within ourselves and understand the value of the words solidarity, love, strength, empathy, and faith. In an instant, we realize that we are all in the same boat, rich and poor, that the supermarket shelves are empty and the hospitals are full. New cars and old cars also stand in the garages simply because nobody can get out. Empty streets, less pollution, clean air, the land also breathes. The human returns to his origins, realizing that with or without money, the important thing is to survive. Today, health is the main thing, even in spite of wanting to have or possessing. 
It took six days for the universe to establish the social equality that was said to be impossible. Fear invaded everyone. At least this happened to realize the vulnerability of the human being. Nature is forcing us to clean up the mess made by ourselves. Overthrown gods, money, sports, fame, politics. What the coronavirus is teaching us. Our best protection is God. Our best refuge is home. Our best company is family. Our real time is today. Nature's call, stop us. Its message, wait and respect. We are not gods. We are not kings. We do not have the power of controlling everything. We are part of a whole fragile, brittle, and vulnerable something. Part of a whole something that we wanted to dominate and today is telling us stop, breathe, respect. Go back to the basics, to the essentials, that the peace of your soul guide you towards what you are, a creation. Isn't that just so powerful? Rewind and listen to that again. Now, I know that with this time, it's hard to know what to be doing. For me, I work, I work out, I try to live as normally as possible, but I have had my days where everything that's going on penetrates my armor and leaves me feeling very helpless and scared. And if this is you in this moment, I want you to know you're not alone. When I get this way, I don't hesitate to hit the ground on my knees anymore and speak out loud how I am feeling and ask the universe for feelings of peace. The important thing to remember that what's going on in the world is not in our control. We can only control our feelings and actions. So I encourage you to be proactive. Don't sit by and do nothing if you're feeling vulnerable and scared. Try to identify what is making you feel this way and figure out how to set yourself up for success. Finding purpose and things to do, especially during this time, is the most important way to find peace. On my one-on-one coaching call today with my clients, I invited them to share what they have been doing to stay busy and find purpose. This is what a few of them said. Morgan said that she is using her talents to bake, to share with her friends. She said having the smell of fresh baked goods in her house and then being able to share them with close friends has given her a sense of purpose. Bobby said that she has taken this extra time to spend more time outdoors in the sun and sitting and reading for pleasure. Life is normally so hectic for her that she now has been able to catch up on her reading. I have two clients who are in college right now, so they are still keeping up with their homework and lectures, but there are less distractions with social life, so it's helping them focus in more on their studies. I have clients who still have their jobs and are working and they are doing their best to keep their structure as much as possible because having a schedule and routine is what keeping them going. Everyone is different and how you're able to cope and handle the situation is really up to you. I get asked a lot about what to do and my answer is always the same. Find purpose in what makes you happy and brings you peace and do that. And to me, that's showing up here on this podcast, that's calling my family every day, that's taking Athena for extra long walks, and sitting on the couch and just talking with Eric about life. Taking a moment to sit still and remember that these hard times are always temporary. Just remember, we are not gods, we are not kings or queens, we do not have the power of controlling everything, but we have the power to control ourselves. I hope what I brought to you today helps you and helps you find peace 
just remember that everything you need is already inside you. You've been listening to episode number seven on the Girl Hustle Project, where I hope you'll walk away a little taller, talking louder, and hustling harder. Until next time, hustlers. Everything I do, I do it in the first place. I say I'm living good. I'm living great. Everything I do, I do it in the first place. Yeah.